Michigan's Thumb is a true vacation getaway. Visitors are welcome to quaint villages on the shores of Lake Huron and historic towns filled with shops and restaurants waiting for you to discover. Whether your idea of a getaway is sitting on a beach enjoying Lake Huron or kayaking, fishing, boating, or dining, it's all open for you to do. So come with me as we discover Michigan's Thumb, a true four-season getaway rich in dining, festivals, history, and relaxation. Michigan's Thumb, your vacation and adventures await. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Discovering Michigan's Thumb. My name is Jason Sacco and I grew up in the Thumb of Michigan. Small towns, farm fields, all the agricultural products and things that you could want to experience and enjoy, we have it all here in the Thumb. And I decided one day after looking around a little bit and, and seeing some things that I said, I want to share this with everybody that is interested in it. And so I decided to start a podcast on the things to see and do around Michigan's Thumb in all the seasons. You know, whether you like spring, summer, winter, or fall, there's something going on in Michigan's Thumb for you. So I decided first episode. I was going to split this trip into two episodes, and it's traveling the iconic M25 from Port Huron over to Bay City. So today's episode, we're going to go from Port Huron to Port Hope. So again, welcome to this first episode of Discovering Michigan's Thumb. You know, as I said, having grown up in Michigan's Thumb, I can sometimes forget really how truly unique and beautiful this part of the country is. And in this episode, like I said, we'll introduce you to the drive around the outside of the Thumb on beautiful M25. This drive, as I said, starts from Port Huron around to Bay City and is about 190 miles in length around the outside of the Thumb of Michigan. Come in from the southern part of the state. You will enter the city of Port Huron from I-94 eastbound, where you'll see the Blue Water Bridge. You got to be a little careful here as you're coming along I-94 and make sure you stay to the right. If you get too far over to the left, you're going to Canada and there is no turnaround. So just be very mindful of that little section. It's tripped a few people up before. So as you come in, you'll see the Blue Water Bridge. And this is the bridge that goes over to Sarnia, Ontario. And it bridges the St. Clair River, which is at the mouth of Lake Huron. It's where the, the lake and the river meet. So it's literally the start of it when you're looking north. In the future, I'll be doing a whole episode on Port Huron and the things to see and do here. There's lots and lots of things to do. To, you know, doesn't matter what time of the year you're at. There's a lot of history in Port Huron and a lot of things to see. So once you make that exit from I-94 onto Pine Grove Avenue, you'll make a left-hand turn. You're going to have your first major decision to make. And do you want to have your adventure start in Port Huron? And if you do, you take Pine Grove, which will be the road that you're on, and you go north uh, just a little bit till you hit Garfield Street. And it's the first street you can take a right at. And if you go straight down Garfield Street, you'll be heading east. You'll go right to Lighthouse Park where you will find the first of a bunch of lighthouses that string around the thumb. The Fort Gratiot Lighthouse is here, and it is the oldest lighthouse in Michigan. It was originally built in 1829. The original tower fell over. The new tower was built, I think, around 55, 60 feet. And then er later on, it was upgraded to 82 feet, and it still operates. Almost 200 years after it started its operation, it's still working and navigating ships into the mouth of the St. Clair River. So once you look around Fort Gratiot Lighthouse and, and see the different sites and stuff, you can come back out and you'll make a turn back onto Garfield Road and then you'll go up a little bit and you make a right-hand turn onto Gratiot. Gratiot is the original start where you could go right up the shoreline before you merge into M25. 
you'll head north on Gratiot Road, and as you're going along, you'll see beautiful houses on your right-hand side that sit on Lake Huron. You'll be able to catch glimpses of the lake. There's a great park right there in Port Huron where you can stop. It's a city park. There is, I think, a fee to get in there to use it for the day use, but it's got an amazing beach right north of the mouth of Lake Huron. So as you head north on Gratiot, it'll eventually merge into M25. It'll become Lakeshore, you know, which is M25. As you head north on Lakeshore and you start to leave the north end of Port Huron behind, you'll have about a five-mile trip before you come to the first of just amazing beaches on the lakeside on Lake Huron's shoreline, and that's Lakeport State Park. Now, see the link down in the show notes so that you know what's open, what's going on, and what is taking place at the park. It is an amazing place. It's 565 acres that straddles M25. There are beautiful beaches, campgrounds, grilling facilities, and all sorts of recreational opportunities. So go to the state park website to see what is open and available and, again, what events are taking place. You do need a recreational passport to enter the park. So once you come out of the park, if you go in to see it, you'll get back on M25 heading north, and you'll go about 11 miles from Lakeport State Park, and you'll enter the village of Lexington. Now, Lexington as a township in Michigan was formed in 1837 after President Andrew Jackson made Michigan a state. Here in Lexington, you'll find lots of small shops to visit. There's several notable bed and breakfast places in and around Lexington, as well as Lexington Harbor. This would be the first stop if traveling the Michigan Thumb by water. It's the first main harbor that you'll come across. You can watch or launch a boat from this location and enjoy the public beach as well. So once you leave Lexington, you'll head back north on M25 and you'll continue through the houses built on the sides of the road with glimpses of beautiful Lake Huron through the trees and, and everything. About 11 miles north of Lexington, you'll get to Port Sanilac. So keep that in mind. But a few miles before Port Sanilac, you'll have the opportunity to pull over into the Lake Huron Roadside Park. It's a small park on Lake Huron, but it's an amazing gem to stop and just enjoy the sights. The view of Lake Huron is breathtaking. There are picnic tables, bathrooms, and access to the beach at the base of the cliffs. Also, be sure to read the historical marker about the great storm of 1913 that took place in that area. You then continue onward for two miles north on M25, and you'll arrive in the small village of Port Sanilac. With little shops to explore and another harbor, there are lots of things to view in Port Sanilac, including the Port Sanilac Lighthouse and the Sanilac County Museum, of which parts are housed in Dr. Loop's 20-room Victorian mansion. Also, if you're a scuba diver, there is the Sanilac County Shores Underwater Preserve. Again, check the show notes and I'll have links to all these things for you to further explore. After exploring Port Sanilac, you can head back on M25 and, and start back north again, and you'll have five miles north of Port Sanilac is Forrester. Here in Forrester are some camping and food options for travelers, including Forrester Park. If you're traveling a travel trailer, it might be a great spot if you want to spend a few days, a few weeks, a few months enjoying Lake Huron. Leaving Forrester, you head about another, oh, six and a half miles north, and you'll get to Four Mile Scenic Turnout. Here you'll have an awesome view of Lake Huron, stairs down to the beach. You know, these roadside parks are really amazing spots for open and expansive views of Lake Huron. So I highly encourage you to pull over, enjoy the scenes, enjoy the park, and see what is to offer with the beautiful beaches. Remember, depending on the time of the year that you do this drive, these roadside parks can be extremely busy. So it might be one that you have to wait your turn to get into or come back after going a little bit farther down the road to explore something else. So just be patient. You'll get your turn and enjoy it. And it's absolutely beautiful. 
once you've looked at four mile scenic turnout, less than two miles up M25 from the turnout is Delaware Park. And Delaware Park is a 111 acre piece of land right on the shore of Lake Huron. And it's part of the Sanilac County Park System. It's available for day use to enjoy the beach, nature trails, fishing, and hiking. It's really, again, another gem that's there. And sometimes find less people at Delaware Park and get just as good of views as you would have at four miles. So keep that in mind. And if four miles uh, really packed, head up to Delaware Park and enjoy it there. So from Delaware Park, you'll head north on M25 and you'll enter the village of Forestville. It's just three, oh, just a little over three miles north of Delaware Park. Forestville is a small village on Lake Huron, and there is only a year-round population of about 136 people here. The village was formed in 1854 with the construction of a sawmill. All through the thumb, lumber was a huge industry. Well, there's not a harbor in Forestville. There is a boat launch here if you want to head out to fish Lake Huron on your own boat. Once you head out of Forestville, just not even four miles north on M25 is probably one of the roadside parks that I consider the must-see, and that's White Rock Roadside Park. At the roadside park, you'll have crossed into Huron County for this part of the trip. White Rock has both picnic and restroom facilities and is a great spot to stop with lots of historical significance. Offshore is a White Rock, hence the name of the park. And this was known to all the local Native American tribes in Michigan. This white rock was the boundary between what was considered white land and Native American land at the time when the treaty in 1807 was signed with the tribes of Michigan. This treaty was called the Treaty of Detroit. It was signed in 1807 again, and I've got a link in the show notes for you to learn more about it. But it was a very well-known, prominent marker, so everybody would have known where the boundary of the lands were. Once you leave White Rock Roadside Park, four, oh, four and a half miles up the road is Wagner Park. This is a fantastic Huron County Park sitting on 132 acres of Lake Huron. Here again, you'll find both modern and tent camping available, as well as several miles of hiking trails. There's playgrounds for the kids, picnic areas, and fishing opportunities. Here, like several places on Lake Huron, the beaches are rocky and not really the best for swimming. So just know that, that when you get to some of these parks, Lake Huron is notorious for having certain beaches, certain stretches of land that the beaches are just all rock and not the most comfortable to swim in. But certainly you can. Once you get back on M25 from Wagner Park, it's just a short five-mile trip up the road to Harbor Beach. And this will be the end of today's episode. Harbor Beach is an old city. It was settled in 1838 and it became a village in 1882. It was first called Sand Beach, but in 1898, the Harbor of Refuge was finished, and the village changed their name to Harbor Beach. In Harbor Beach, there are numerous things that you can do, and this makes a great place to stop for the first day. You'll find places like the Harbor Beach Lighthouse, the Frank Murphy Museum, Hunter's Bar, Grice House Museum, bed and breakfast are there, there's golfing there, there's campgrounds, and there's a boat launch. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. In the next episode, I'll finish up the trip with you along M25 into Bay City. Thank you, and I hope everybody takes time to explore and discover Michigan's thumb.